0: what's up guys welcome to the road podcast the podcast where we talk about overall well-being health and all the crazy things that happen on this road that we call life i'm your host jonathan shane what is going on guys welcome to another episode of the road podcast it's your boy j shane The Keto Road. I am so excited to be back. I know it's been a while. I apologize. I have been super busy with other things. As you know, this podcast is much more of a hobby. It's something that I never wanted to overcommit on because everything that I do outside of this is kind of the content that drives and grows my brand. But I do enjoy um, this podcast and I enjoy talking my mind and talking freely to you guys and you guys listening and learning and taking it home and being able to apply it to your health journeys in your lives. Uh, So I'm excited to be back. So to kind of start, with this podcast, we're going to be kind of changing direction, and not in a broad sense, not in terms of like we're going to be talking about like paleo or vegan or something, but more of I want to start really encouraging the Christian church when it comes to their physical health, and you know, I don't know who... If you're listening right now, I don't know what uh, spiritual stance you have, and, and that's fine. I, I, I welcome you. I love you. I hope that you stay and listen. Uh, but I feel like within the niche that is the Western Christian church, there is a problem where our physical bodies are undermined because we over-spiritualize things. And while I think there is a spiritual thing that's going around, obviously, right, like the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, the Father... Um, And, you know, obviously principalities and the evil spirits of this world and and the enemy and things like that. Um, I do not think that that means that we have the ability to neglect the physical body that we've been given as a gift from God. You know, if we if we look at this from a biblical perspective, we were made in the womb right? We were made in the womb. Uh, God knew every hair on our head. He he wove us together. He knows us by name. He knows every deed we've ever done. He knows our hearts better than any other man ever could. Uh, and I think that that comes with a sense of understanding that our bodies have value. They're they're made in God's image, and they should be taken care of. And there is a lack of that in the church. We, we love to talk about how to better our relationships with our families and our couples you know if we're married and mission trips and how to handle you know anger and how to handle being truthful and how to handle being bold and all these things that are great they're great and they should be talked about and there's many podcasts and many sermons and many people speaking out but how often are we speaking out about biblical health biblical health and i think that that is kind of the direction i want to take this podcast even though the name doesn't necessarily fit um, and maybe I might make a new podcast. I don't know, but I know as of right now, this is what I want to start talking about. This is on my heart. So I hope that you would join me on this journey. Maybe learn a little bit about, um, the way God sees health. Cause I think that even if you're not a Christian, I think that this can be a really, really powerful, uh, opportunity for you because being able to see the way that the Christian God looks at health, I think can be really, really powerful for a lot of people. Um, and so if we look at the Bible and I think I want to kind of like pick verses and kind of like do podcasts on them. I think that's kind of the direction I'm going to go. But if we look at the, the Bible broadly, we see a lot of God having part ownership in our bodies, meaning he made it, he created it. I should actually say full ownership. Don't, don't sound bite me. Um, but in terms of like he should have a say in how we treat it because he created it. And the beauty of free will, though, is that even though he has a right to tell us how to treat it, we get to choose whether we listen to the way he wants it done or we choose another way. Um, Obviously, that ends in different end results, which is why we have the gospel. But the the ability to do that is still there. And so then the question becomes, okay, so... Does God care about our health? And I think it's very clear that he does. I think that, you know, we see that we're bought with a price, that we're meant to have a sense of self-control, that we are supposed to be stewards of what God has given us. God has given you your body. We should be stewards of what God has given us. That includes our bodies. Guys, it's not okay to go to church and pray and read and act holier than thou and treat your body like crap it's hypocritical it just is uh and i know i might be coming off as harsh right now and i'm really not sorry i feel like this needs to be said and and i hope that as the podcast continue that you start to be encouraged i think i'm going to do these more frequently too because i just feel like this is now that i'm talking as i'm talking as this is recording i'm feeling more and more of a an unction so to speak of like this is this needs to be talked about um And it's just true man like if we're not taking care of our mental health if we're not taking care of the way we look at ourselves um all that stuff like all of that matters because how we treat ourselves and how we treat our neighbors and how we react how we relate with god and how we respond to god all reflect god in us right if we look at the greatest commandment you know it's it's love your neighbor as yourself love your god with all your heart soul and mind sorry that's the first one and the second one is love your neighbor as yourself so we see first and foremost you have to love god with all your heart soul and mind god comes above all he is the alpha and the omega he is the end of the last he is which we derive all of our other opinions then secondly we get to the second part and it's love your neighbor as yourself something i always tell people is that it's conditional loving your neighbor is conditioned on you loving yourself meaning if you do not love yourself properly you cannot love your neighbor properly You have to know how to love yourself before you can reflect that upon your neighbor and so making sure that you're making healthy food choices making sure that you are eating well making sure that you are working on making sure that you're not putting yourself down you're not defeating yourself with negative self-talk right these things that you would never want to do to another person but we tend to let how we treat ourselves and view ourselves bleed into how we treat other people and so we want those things to be okay and good and God glorifying, so that when we go to love our neighbor as ourselves, we reflect that. We encourage them to be healthy. We encourage them to have a healthy mind towards themselves. We encourage them to have a healthy spirit towards God, right? And we share the gospel with them, the truth of of Jesus and his death on the cross for their sins, so that they can have a relationship with the Father, right? Like We reflect those things, but it starts with us. It starts with us first, getting right with God, and then making sure that we're implementing healthy changes in loving ourselves properly. That way we can reflect that onto others. And so I think the Bible is very clear in many ways that we are to love ourselves and we should care for ourselves. That loving doesn't mean being prideful. I want to spe- preface that. I want to be very s- specified when I say it. Specified. I'm not sure that's the correct term. You get what I'm saying. We should be very clear that self-love and self-pride are very different, but our culture confuses the two. The, the, the American culture confuses self-love and self-pride. Self-pride is just doing things for me to make try and find a sense of me that I like and love whereas self-love is doing the necessary things to make sure I'm at my best. And they are very different because we can do things that we think are going to make us happy, but they don't make us our best versions of ourselves, right? It's really easy to do that. Think about it. You can go to a party because it'll make you happy. But if you're getting hammered all the time, even if it's making you happy in the moment, it's not really letting you get your best self and it's destroying you. So it's not really self-love. It's just self-pride. You're just doing things to wall yourself up. That's not really self love. That's you're destroying yourself. So I think that the two get very confused. Um, and that's why you see people not make a lot of healthy choices. I think that outside of the church in general, broad speaking right now, I think that's why the body positivity movement has gotten so toxic. Not because genetically speaking, every woman's supposed to be a size zero or every man's supposed to have a six pack. I'm not saying that. No, it's not true. Genetically, ancestral. Um, Factors come into play. There's so many things that come into play that make it to where your maintenance or your baseline body fat percentage and all that can be so wildly different. You can be extremely healthy, just as healthy as somebody else, and be a very different waist size. I'm not saying that. But when we can be 400 pounds, 300 pounds, and we don't think that, that we need to adjust our eating habits and our activity level to create a healthier body for ourselves, and we just need to justify and learn how to be okay with. Making unhealthy food choices and all that, and just loving ourselves where we're at, and not making any changes because that somehow reflects us of being fat phobic. That is self pride. That is not self love. That is self pride. You have wallowed yourself up to be okay with where you're at because you don't want to deal with the fact that self love might take hard change. And I think that that is a huge problem in and outside of the church. But I think it's 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 an important conversation to address. Like we see the church. Even when they're helping others, we see them do outreaches to impoverished nations and poverty communities, and they feed them, but they don't nourish them. We see that both physically and spiritually. You'll see a lot of people go on mission trips, and they will go out and they will give people free food. They will paint their houses, but they never share the gospel. I never hear the gospel shared, and if it is shared, it's not shared properly. These people have not been taught how to share the gospel properly. They're not feed they're not nourishing them. They're not giving them food that actually nourishes their bodies. They're giving them like the cheap stuff that they've been able to and I get it. I get it. Right? You get enough money, you want to feed everybody for a long time. So you buy them a bunch of rice. But why? Why can't we why can't we partner with people and 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 put in a little bit more effort to make sure these people are getting properly nourished? Because yeah, you might be feeding a Filipino, but I saw Filipinos that ate all all they did was eat rice and they died of hypertension. So what you're you're feeding them rice to make yourself feel better and make sure the money gets used, but yet you're still killing them four years later? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up, but we're not ready for that conversation. No one wants to have that conversation. And so and, and again, going back to sharing the gospel, people aren't being nourished spiritually and physically. And I feel like that's us loving our neighbors. And I feel like that's reflected in how we love ourselves right? We don't take care. We don't nourish ourselves spiritually or physically. We go to church. We listen to the sermon. We check off that box and then we go home. We don't take it. We don't apply it to our lives. We don't strive for God in our lives. We don't nourish our souls like we should. We don't let God nourish our souls like we should. And then we don't nourish our bodies like we should. After church, we go to lunch and we eat like crap. When we go home, we eat like crap, all that stuff. We make very little strives to be healthy. In a broad sense, and that reflects in how we treat others on in mission trips and and, and and outreach. And you see it; it's really hard to unsee once you've seen it. And it's it's a it, it's a bitter truth. It's a bit it's a bitter reality. And I think that it is a an, an important conversation that needs to be had, and someone needs to start talking about it. I think that it's really important that the Christian understands that how you eat and how you care for yourself reflects god it does everything you do think about it what does the bible say whether in word or deed do for the glory of god you see what i'm saying so it's really important that you do things for the glory of god that includes eating y'all that does not okay I'm chuckling because I can't stand this. When people pray over food because it's a traditional thing to do and they say grace, that is not eating for the glory of God. That is saying grace to make sure you hedge your bets before you eat. Eating for the glory of God is looking at your plate and saying, is what I'm eating building me up to do what God has called me to do? Am I feeding myself something that's going to build me up to glorify God? Am I taking care of my body in a way with this meal to glorify God? Now, granted, even Jews had honey, right? I'm not saying don't have a treat, but when we're not making a conscious effort to overall glorify body with, glorify God with what's on our plate, just saying grace isn't going to fix that. That's literally like living a life that's not of a Christian. And then going to communion the last Sunday of every month and taking it and saying, thank you, God, for wiping my sins clean. That's not that is not how that works. You can't do that. So, Christian, my question to you is, are you ready? Are you ready to dive into this deep hole with me and be encouraged and be uplifted to chase after your health, not just physically, but spiritually as well? I'm really excited to take this conversation to the next level. I think it needs to be had. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna reach out to some guests. I'm gonna try and get some guests on that I think would help reinforce because I know this is this is not a common ideal, but it is biblical, and it's not talked about because. And we're gonna get this into another episode. I didn't think I'm gonna be I'm invited to another guy's podcast to talk about it as well. I'm really wanting to speak out about this, um, and. It's because gluttony is normalized i was talking to a friend the other day and they told me about they were watching a podcast on youtube and this lady got on and said hey i'm struggling with gluttony for those of you that don't know gluttony is like the sin of overindulgence right it's very much associated with food but you can be gluttonous with a lot of things but food is a really common substance that is used for and she said i'm struggling with gluttony and one of the pastors that happened to be overweight started chuckling and said I can't help you. And everybody kind of snickered and laughed. Why is that funny? I don't think that's funny. If if they were to come on there and say, Hey, I have a porn addiction, it's destroying my marriage, and a pastor was to laugh and say, I can't help you. <laughs> We'd be outraged. Even people that weren't Christian would be like, dang, that's messed up. Like, what? Why why is gluttony so normalized? Why is it so normalized? I mean, I know the answer. It's, I'm being rhetorical here, but I mean, you have to see the frustration here. You have to see the issue. Like this, this is this is like a serious issue, and I feel like this and this isn't about keto. This is about paleo. Like I don't I don't care if you start guzzling bacon fat and you completely remove rice out of your diet. I don't care. You should be eating whole foods. You should be eating a diet that God has already given you, right? You should be minimizing processed foods. You should be minimizing things. That don't make sense to eat, right? You don't need five cups of rice with Panda Express. You don't need fried chicken. You don't need French fries. Did you know the NCBI did a study and it showed that men are more the more they go to church during the week, the higher chance and the higher risk of obesity and type 2 diabetes they have. There is a direct correlation between the two. A a I'm gonna say a direct correlation. Can't say causation but definitely a correlation. Why is that? Because church. when you go on a church camping trip, what's the first thing you think about? Food. What are we going to eat? It is the most sneaky sin of all sins, gluttony is, and it has woven itself into our culture to the point where pastors are scared to speak about it lest they embarrass the congregants. Everything else they don't mind talking about. Some things they shy away from, which is fine. Be a hypocrite, right? I think if you're going to stand on the whole truth, you should. In love, of course. In love and in empathy and in compassion, but truth nonetheless. But food, food addiction, disordered eating, unhealthy eating habits, not being active. Those things are not talked about in the church. And it's sad because I truly believe there's a, again, going back to that loving yourself before your neighbor, understand that loving your neighbor as yourself is conditioned upon how you love yourself. Guys, if we're willing to compromise with ourselves, we're willing to compromise with others. We, we have to see the correlation here. And it's hard when you're looking at a piece of cake or you're looking at a bowl of cereal or looking at a Snickers bar or looking at whatever, some kind of food that you just have an obviously an unhealthy relationship with. It could be anything. I'm not I'm not just getting at carbs here. You could be eating, I don't know, fried bars of butter, like you have an unhealthy relationship with food in general. It's hard to look at food. And even when you know that, or even if you don't know that, it's hard to look at food and go, this is a problem because food is something that we need to survive. And so there is a way to approach it that's healthy and biblical. But what is that? And that's what we're going to start going into. That's what I really want to start diving into. Um, And I'm super excited about having this conversation with you guys. So here's, here's what I need from you. I need you to DM me questions and topics that you want addressed. Go to my Instagram, at the Keto Road, and DM me and say, hey, I listened to your podcast. I would love for you to address this. What do you think about this? Load me up. I'm talking, if you have like seven of them, that's fine. Load me up. I'll save them. And I'm going to start going through them one through one, one by one, and then things that come on my mind as well. And I think that this could be a very, very, Powerful, powerful um, time. This this series and this podcast. Um, I'm super excited about it. I have a lot of things in the work as it pertains to the subject as well. Um, I, I I don't want to say too much because it might not happen. Obviously, I don't want to say never say never. I don't want to say it will happen, but I don't want to say it won't. Um, I'm definitely considering because here's the thing: is a lot of people feed the world, but not a lot of people nourish the world. So I've really considered starting a nonprofit. Um, with that kind of title um, and that kind of mission, right? To nourish the world spiritually, mentally, and physically um, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And I'm not going to shy away from that, right? Um, But to make sure that we're, we're not just like feeding people food, but that we're trying to nourish them with the food that's in their area, teach them how to prepare that food, handle themselves, work on their mental issues, and then also make them realize that, the ability to do all of that comes from the gospel. Because what is the fruits of the spirit, right? Self-control, kindness, gentleness. You want to be gentle and really kind to yourself? Go to God. Go to the cross. You want to have self-control? Go to the cross. You want to live in truth? Go to the cross. Right. We, we know this. We know this as a people. Um And so I'm really excited about that. So I have a lot of thoughts on my mind. But yeah, I just wanted to do this podcast. It's been on my mind for a couple days. Uh, and I felt like it needed to be said, and this is where we're going to go. So I appreciate you guys. I hope you all have a great day, and I cannot wait to check my DMs and hear some of the topics you all want me to discuss. Love you guys. Peace out.